Welcome to the Design Thinkers Academy London podcast, where we focus on design thinking and its role in some of the biggest issues facing society today. I'm Samant Bhatia. So, do you want to learn about design thinking, but you're short of time or even in a hurry? Well, our Design Thinking Fundamentals course may be the one for you. It's just two days in our studio going through the four phases, discover, define, develop and deliver. Adam Forbes has taken the course and he's the founder of Familiarise. That's Familiarise with a Z. Adam, welcome to the podcast. Uh, I think we should declare up front that we do know each other from a previous life, having worked together at a well-known energy company. And we even did a mini project together. We did, we did. Well, it's fantastic to catch up with you, and it was great to catch up with you at the Fundamentals course. But first and foremost, can you tell us a bit more about Familiarise? So Familiarise is a customer discovery and validation tech business. It's a tech business because what I want to try and do is create a product primarily that helps small businesses, startups, people that are just thinking about starting up a business to try to understand their customer a bit better and to validate that understanding. So it's a product, so it means many people hopefully can use it rather than uh, have to rely on consultants or books that may be a bit, well, certainly in the consultant's case, price prohibitive for some and books. Sometimes I find it a bit hard to uh, translate what you read into practical steps, you know, when you start work on a Monday morning. So I built Familiarise to really try to bridge the gap from the book to the reality of a business that is uh, functioning and making money and getting traction with customers. So I can see in a way then how a design thinking fundamentals course may be extremely useful for you. How did you find the course? I've been following the Design Thinkers Academy for a while on LinkedIn and like some of the stuff and I just felt it was a gap for me personally, but also something that I could potentially share with some of the clients and the businesses that I work with to just give me a bit of, I guess, sort of practical rigour in design thinking. I'd read books, I'd read plenty of articles about it, but I was really keen to get my hands dirty with it. And a two-day course was perfect for me because I wasn't really up for giving more time just yet i wouldn't say that now probably but at the time two days felt like a really good investment in time to help equip my business with something a bit structured and known i suppose as well so it was something that i know others may expect me to have some of those skills so it was really great to practice and learn some of those things and I know you'd have touched on some of the skills that uh, we went through in that two-day uh, course, but what were the bits that you liked most or you found the most useful? Yeah, there were a few. The uh, customer journey mapping was something that I'd read a bit about, hadn't really ever tried before. I found that really like transformational, actually, because I was a bit... Um, lukewarm, shall we say, about personas, particularly because I just found them a bit static and uh, a bit shallow. But as soon as I could see that persona in a more dynamic context and I could almost step with them through their journey, I found it really helpful. Well, building empathy, which then helped me and the team I was working with, I think, come up with lots of ideas where we could potentially help that customer because we understood their pain much, much better. So that was one great thing. And the second was prior to that going and watching customers 
in real life, you know, going out into a nearby shopping centre and we did some observation and we did some customer intercepts where we asked some people after observing them, why had they acted the way they'd done? What were they thinking? Just stuff to really build our understanding of our customers. So I, I love those two things in particular. And then the second day, that was the first day, the second day we had some prototyping, which I also really loved. Just starting to take ideas and build really quick, simple ways that we could put something in front of a customer and get some really quick feedback. And, you know, as, as I said, that's really one of the things that I'm trying to encourage with the startups and small companies I work with. This validation, this quick validation, cheap validation it doesn't have to be these big programs. It can be something really quick where you're just testing. Is what you're offering useful for a customer? Just for some people who may not know, a persona is like a character or it's like a, an archetype of a type of customer you may be going after. And the customer journey is just mapping, isn't it? The journey which someone may do in like using a product or a service or something about their day-to-day -day life which you're looking at and maybe trying to improve for them and getting the highs and lows of that experience. Yeah, that's right. And I think, you know, the bit I was a bit sort of switched off with personas, I think also got really clarified for me during the course, because a lot of the things I see businesses do is they come up, they just sort of draft a persona, maybe have a meeting or a workshop, and they do some sticky exercises. And they sort of define the persona from their own perspective. And often they say, oh, I'm the customer here, I've seen this pain point, so therefore I can define the persona and it's sort of similar enough to me. Or it's really, really stereotypical, sometimes sort of offensively stereotypical. But the key difference that we explored in the session was these were proto personas. These were personas that were not validated. So they can sometimes be a useful departure point, a starting point for a team, but a persona is validated by data. You have to go out and get that persona validated by speaking to real people, either directly or indirectly through surveys or other kinds of experiments that you can run. But a persona has validation behind it. And I think that was also a really useful distinction for me that I picked up on the course. And the amazing thing is you came up with a, a not a bad product at the end of this in, in your group, if I remember correctly. I think we had loads of really, really great ideas. I mean, the, the problem that we were working on over two days, which was also really great to have a sort of single case study that we were just working through, was to try and find a way of reaching younger people who may be drawn in by fast fashion and the need to look really, really different, but how to weigh in with some sustainability messaging. And I think we all know that the moral imperative is maybe not strong enough particularly for some audiences. So it's really trying to understand this customer and then what could potentially work. And so we looked at, I don't know, we must have had about 20 ideas, maybe even more ideas about how we might do things to try to influence that person. But yeah, in the end, we came up with this great party idea that was about swapping clothes and just reusing clothes more in a mix with your new purchases that you might do. Other teams came up with things around, um, you know, giving more data or another one around sort of social campaigns to promote reuse of clothing. So really, really interesting ideas, I think, but only because we had done that work to try to understand the customer and you know we weren't sort of trying to then impose what we thought they would want there was a degree of understanding that anything that was going to be successful needed to really fit with how they work today or how they live today if we were just introducing new frictions then there was a really strong chance that that wouldn't work for those customers so it had to really sort of fit with 
things that they liked and did today. So it's like frictionless. And I suppose you sort of mentioned it, but, you know, you're working in groups. Um, how did you find that? I think you had a group of five, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think we're all sort of like fours and fives. Well, it's great. You know, there's a real mix of, of people. We had some people from some corporates, some consultants, some independents. I think I was the only startup this time, but I don't think that's usual. So a, a real mix of people with different experiences and different objectives for doing the course too, I think. So in some ways that was really helpful because you were sort of learning through other people what they were trying to get out of it too. And I think it sort of expanded your learning too. So now you've got the certificate in your hand or at least digitally, how's it going to affect maybe your business model, for instance? Or, you know, what's going to be different for you now? You've got these super skills, as it were. <laughs> well, I mean, a, c- a couple of ways. One of the things that I've been noodling on over the last few months is from feedback from my own customers is this need to be how much is it the product technology product and how much is a human product? And I recognise there's a bit more of a bias to human, I think, than I was first expecting because I think a lot of this stuff is quite human. So I've already started using some of those skills in some of the sessions I've been having with some teams. So typically I would do that over Zoom, but I mean, it could be a live workshop. But using some of the skills from the design thinking course, particularly the sort of persona and journey mapping as the sort of front end to try to encourage the teams I work with to step into their customers' shoes. It's like a front end uh, to the discovery part of familiarise. And I think I did also pick up a bunch of experiments that I'd not really thought of that we did on the second day that, um, again, I've already included one in the product even. In the product I've got, it's um, at the moment limited to um, surveys and interviews, but it was pretty easy to add in observation, which is one of the experiments that we ran. You know, and again, my goal is really with familiarise is trying to help build confidence through data and I saw a way to capture data through observation so I've already actually built that into the tool that I've been building so yeah very direct application of the um, course. That's extremely impressive Uh, I think you've already um, started uh, incorporating some of your learning into your product. So Adam if you were to meet someone who's you know thinking of going on the fundamentals course and they're not quite sure at the moment whether they should do it or not. What, what would you say to them? I mean, it's a big investment of time and that's actually um, an investment of money. So I do think it needs consideration. A bunch of the people were coming to the course to learn skills so that they could be effectively become the trainer uh, of others uh, in their organisations. And I thought, you know, that was a great way of getting lots of value out of the uh, course that you effectively start to become the expert within the company of um, delivering this way of thinking to others, which I think is great. Uh, you know, and I think just anybody that is working with customers it gives you a really, really clear method. And it's a known method too. So there's almost like a language and a vocabulary that you're using that I think can engage clients or engage other people in an organisation rather than just, you know, a new kind of method that you might come up with that's too sort of bespoke. So, yeah, it feels to me to be just one of those things that, you know, all companies should have somebody that knows how to do this stuff because I think all companies will struggle if they don't, build really good understanding of their customers 
into their way of working. You know, it needs to be cultural, this. And I think design thinking gives you that framework for um, building cultures that are really living and developing around your customers. That's fantastic, Adam. And thanks for joining us today and sharing your thoughts on Design Thinking uh, Fundamentals, the course. If you are interested in learning more about the Design Thinkers Academy London and its courses, including Design Thinking Fundamentals, do visit the website at designthinkersacademy.co.uk and follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Many thanks for listening and look out for further podcasts soon.